Okay, scripture tells us that he, being God, changes the times and the seasons. And God will let us in on what he's doing and what he's changing and what he's shifting. So today, I have a, a different sort of a message, a different type of message that I want to share with you. I want to give you a, a spiritual weather report. I want to give you a spiritual climate report of what has been going on the past year and what God is doing now. Are you ready? All right. We have been in process for about the past year. And when you are in process, God is doing things in you, and it's not always the most fun and enjoyable experience. And so we've been in the process of, of God working on us, and now we are in a season of shifting. God is shifting some things, and I have been feeling and sensing and seeing shifting, that God is shifting and rearranging some things. And so there is a, a prophetic voice, you know, prophetic, it's a biblical thing. It's not fortune telling, okay? It's a biblical thing. It's for the kingdom of light. And it's a gift and declaring to us what's going on now and things to come. So there's a, a prophetic voice that I tune into from time to time called Marsha Burns. And she makes a post um, every morning, five days a week, Monday through Friday. And so just this past week, I went through and, and looking through, I didn't go all the way back all year. I just went through July and August and looking at some of the posts that she had made to get her perspective of the land and see if it matched up with what I was feeling in my spirit about the shift. And I'm going to read you five of the posts that she has made uh, in July and August. This is July the 9th. I am doing a new thing in and around my people, says the Lord. This new thing will require change on many levels, but I will prepare you by directing you and giving you wisdom in accepting and cooperating with the changes that are necessary in reaching new spiritual heights. Do not be afraid of the unknown. Nothing is hidden from my sight, and all that you need to know will be revealed to you. July 24th. Make a decision to be flexible. Changes both small and great will require your ability and willingness to accept them so that you can progress. If at any time in this process you refuse to incorporate these changes into your life experience, you will get stuck spiritually. I'm moving you into positions that will result in maximum benefit to you and those around you, says the Lord. July 27th. Now, I'm setting this up, y'all. July 27th. You are transitioning into a time that will ultimately look very different compared to where you have been. Hold the past loosely and move forward with expectation. August 13th. I have brought you by a way that you have not been before. You have encountered unexpected challenges and have had opportunities to overcome. Yet through having to face obstacles and difficulties, you have become stronger and more determined to walk with me, says the Lord. Therefore, I will open doors of promise and delight before you. And the last one, August 17th. I have given you the grace to move through the challenges you face with grace. I have enabled you to do what is necessary to overcome. Refuse to be a victim. And resist the temptation to quit rather than press through. Refuse to become a victim and resist the temptation to quit. Resist the temptation to quit. Resist the temptation to quit rather than press through, says the Lord. My grace is sufficient. My grace is sufficient. Does it sound like God is doing a shift and changing something? Psalms 1, 32 and 13. The Lord 
has chosen Zion. He has desired it for his dwelling. This is my resting place forever and ever. Here will I sit enthroned, for I have desired it. Hebrews 12 and 22. You got your Bible? Got your smart device? Anybody got an Android? I guess the Bible's on an Android. Help us, Jesus. Oh, the heathen with an Android. iPhone. <laughs> Hebrews 12, 22. But you have come to Mount Zion. Zion is a place where God dwells. It's a place where, he's, where his presence is. Zion is synonymous with praise. And that makes sense because scripture says he inhabits the praises of his people. So Zion is a place where God is. So you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to the innumerable angels in festal gathering. It's a party, y'all. Now, here's what we got to be careful of. 25. See that you do not refuse him who is speaking. God is taking you somewhere. See that you do not resist, that you do not refuse what he is speaking and doing in your life. Do not resist the changes that he is doing. For if they did not escape when they refused him who warned them on earth, much less will we escape if we reject him who warns from heaven. At this time, his voice shook the earth, but now he has promised yet once more, I will shake not only the earth, but also the heavens. And 27, this phrase, yet once more, indicates the removal of things that are shaken. That is, things that have been made in order that things that cannot be shaken may remain. And so he's saying we had a first shaken to shake some things loose. There is a, a, a shaking to shake things loose from you. And then there is a second shaking to remove the things that got loose. So the, thing, the first shaking is to take some things off of you. And the second shaking is to remove the things that fell off of you. To get the clutter out of your life and out of your way. Because not everything and not everybody can go where God is taking you into this next season. And so there had to be a shaking to remove some things. And then there had to be a shaking to get those things away from you. Because God doesn't want you to stumble over the blessings that he's going to put in front of you in this season. And 28. So here is our response. Therefore, let us be grateful. I know there's been a shaking, but therefore let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. <laughs> and thus let us offer to God acceptable worship. Now that means there must be a worship that is unacceptable. God just doesn't accept just anything. But he's got high standards. You need the blood of Jesus applied to your life to be able to worship him in spirit and in truth the way he wants it. And offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe. So he says he's taking us to Mount Zion, a place where God is. Well, where God is, there is peace. Where God is, there is no lack. Where God is, there is a new beginning and yet a completion of the things that he began in you. Where God is, there is healing. Where God is, there is joy. Isaiah 55 and 12, last scripture. For you shall go out in joy and be led forth in peace. The mountains and the hills before you shall break forth into singing. 
Now, some of you may feel like you've been broken, like there's been a breaking. But don't worry, because this breaking is going to lead forth into singing. God is taking you to a new place and going to give you a new song. You've been singing that old, sad country song, and God's fixing to turn it up. So, whatever you've been encountering, whatever you've been facing, whatever challenges you've been up against, whatever no you have been receiving, whatever, whatever resistance you have come up against, I want you to be encouraged today because this mountain leads to praise. Father, we love you. God, we ask that you would set it off up in here today. Father, we ask that you would flood this room with your presence, with revelation, with grace, with strength, with might, with power. We return every enemy assignment back to his camp, null and void, and we declare blessing and peace and grace and abundance and revelation in this house to do today. Do what you want to do. Say what you want to say. Have your way, Father, and we will not leave here the same in Jesus' name. And we all said, amen and amen. Mountains, some of the most beautiful and inspiring things on this earth are mountains. Mountains make up one-fifth of the earth's landscape, and 80% of the earth's fresh water comes out of mountains. Millions of people travel every year to see mountains, to, to stand and, and look at them in awe, to, to climb them, to ski down them. Many of you, of course, have seen the movie, The, the, the Sound of Music, and there's that opening scene that with that beautiful mountain picture, and there's that woman who comes on the screen with a terrible dress on and the worst haircut I've ever seen on a woman in my life, and she's saying, the hills are alive with the sound. You know it, right? We often refer to a good season in our life as a mountaintop experience. We look at mountains and say, wow, that's really something. But the experience that the mountain had to go through to be elevated at that level is quite violent. And what I want to show you today is what you have been walking through. I want to show you how it compares to the elevation of a mountain. Because for a mountain to be a mountain, it has to go through a process. All right, so let's go to, back to high school for a minute and have a little class, all right? Okay, so for a mountain to become a mountain, there are tectonic plates in the earth, okay? And they begin to shift. Remember I said there's a shift. And they begin to shift. And as they shift, they bump up against one another with such violence that it creates such a pressure that it causes a breaking. And as those tectonic plates break off, sometimes we feel that violence shaking as an earthquake, and as those plates break off, pieces break off, but, but those plates are so close together that there is nowhere for the breakage to go but up. And so the pieces break off, but the land is there, so they can't go down. So as the pieces break off, they begin to go one on top of the other. And they begin to mount up until they form a mountain. Scripture says, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall they shall ah yeah somebody that's been waiting on God to do something you ought to be getting happy right about that your left foot ought to be getting a little bit of rhythm for a praise break. 
that's coming because you're getting ready to mount up. This is why you've been attacked like you've been attacked. This is why you have encountered the pressure that you have encountered. This is why you have been struggling like you have been struggling. In this season, there has been an attack, I'm going to be transparent, on my mind and my wife's mind like never before. The enemy has been coming and working over time on our minds. And I bet you some of you in the room have been encountering the exact same thing. The enemy has been coming and trying to wear your ever-loving mind out with his lies. But the devil is a liar. Some of you have been fighting some stuff that's real, but then the devil is a master deceiver and he will get you fighting at shadows, at stuff that's not even there. He's got you swinging at things that are just a lie, not even true, and you fighting and swinging at something that's not even there. But he's a master deceiver and he can do that. This season has been one of the toughest mental seasons that I have ever encountered in my life. And on one hand... It's been so tough, but on the other hand, I know God is doing something. On one hand, he's been giving me more vision than I've ever had in my life. He's been putting more strength into me than I've had in a long time. And on the other hand, the enemy sees it too, and he's been trying to wear out my mind. But God is doing a shift. And as he is shifting, pressure is being applied. And that pressure that is being applied can cause a breaking. And some things have been breaking off of me and breaking off of you. But there is a mounting up that is taking place. Because what God is wanting to do in this season is God is wanting to shift you to elevate you. God is trying to raise you up from the place that you've been and take you to another place in him and a new level in him. So we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Your boss is not the enemy. Your spouse is not the enemy. Your child is not the enemy. Your cousin, twice removed, is not the enemy. Okay? We wrestle not against flesh and blood. Your boss has always been crazy. The enemy has just heightened your awareness of it in this season. Your children have always been a slob. But your awareness of it has just been heightened in this season to frustrate you to agitate you, to irritate you. So quit fighting against your spouse. Your spouse is not the issue. We can all grow and we can all change and we can all become more like him. I got you. But in this season, your spouse is not the issue. I have never seen an attack on marriage like we have seen in this season. There has been such an attack on marriages in this season. And I'm going to talk about unity later. There's been such an attack on family in this season. So if you and your spouse have been fighting, perhaps like you never have before, don't sweat. God is shifting you to elevate you. God bless the three people that God is shifting. So quit fighting your family. Quit fighting your co-workers. Some of y'all need to go into work tomorrow and just apologize. You've been fighting them. You need to take a big old Gigi's cupcake to somebody tomorrow and say, I'm sorry. I, I have been giving you a hard time because I hated you, but I wanted to apologize in Jesus' name. The enemy is the enemy. Good, good God, bad, bad devil. The enemy is the enemy. Say, God is doing a shift. And in that shift... 
comes pressure. Put that on the screen for us, would you? Uh, thank you. In that shift comes pressure. But from that pressure, it causes an elevation. An elevation is going to lead you to victory, which is going to lead you to a praise. God is doing a shift. God is elevating you. God is raising you up. I think about the three Hebrew boys where they were required to bow to another God, and they refused to bow. because The enemy is after your worship. He's after your worship. What are you giving worship to? So they refused to bow, and they were literally thrown into a pressure cooker. All right? They turned that fire up hot, and they would not bow. But when they came out, they got elevated. Amen. I think about David when he was facing a giant, and he had to face something that was so much bigger than he was. But I've learned this. Your opposition can prophesy. Your opposition is prophesying to you your next level. The level of opposition that you have been facing prophesies the level of blessing that you are about to walk into. Amen. So if you have been fighting hard, get ready because big blessings are coming your way. If you have faced big challenges, get ready because big blessings are coming your way. And David fought Goliath, and after he fought him, he got elevated. Amen. Even Jesus... Before he went to the cross, he went to the Garden of Gethsemane, all right? Gethsemane means the place of pressing, a place of pressure. And even Jesus encountered pressure. And then he was wounded for our transgressions and bruised for our iniquities. And then they hung him on a cross, and they put him in a tomb. But after three days, y'all, <laughs> he got elevated. Amen. He got elevated. And what I want you to see is the pressure that you have been facing and encountering is there to elevate you. Amen. And the things that you used to grapple with, you're not going to grapple with anymore. You're going to be looking down at the stuff that used to be giving you trouble. Amen. And the stuff that you used to have to look over to try to see a blessing and a breakthrough, you're going to be looking down on those things. God is getting ready to mount you up with wings like an eagle. You've been down there with the turkeys and the chickens, but God is trying to elevate you and raise you up in this season. So whatever you've been going through, this mountain, that adjutant, that aggravator, that thing is going to raise you up in this season. God is mounting things in your life. Can you say amen? amen. So God is a very wise God before he just turns you loose on a blessing. He wants to make sure that you can steward that thing. Okay? A car is a great blessing. But if I was to give the keys to our car to our six-year-old and say, go have fun, the result could be disastrous because she is not able to steward that blessing. And so God wants to make sure that you are able to steward the blessing that he is sending your way. So God will put you through resistance training. Any gym peeps in the room like to lift weight for the fondo? All right. So when you go to what we call resistance training, all right, that weight is resisting against you. Okay. But, and then what it's doing is it is breaking down your muscle tissue. All right. I don't want to take my jacket off as I'm flexing. I don't want to cause folk to stumble, you know. <laughs> but as you are, uh, uh -huh, as you are, are pulling and pushing that weight, okay, 
it is breaking down your muscle tissue. And then what happens is those fibers go in and they build up stronger than they were before. And you see, a, I'm not going to cause you all to stumble, so I'm going to keep a jacket on. But you see a, a mounting up when it builds back up. So there is resistance that causes a breaking down so it can build back up stronger than before. And so the resistance that you have been facing is not because God is against you. It's not because he's forgotten where you are. It's not because he forgot what he promised you. He is the alpha and the omega. He is the author and the finisher. What he authored in you, he will be faithful to complete. But he needs to make sure that you can steward the wealth that he is getting ready to loose you into. And so he will allow you to face resistance to build up your strength. So when you get in that place, you can operate and her attitude won't bother you. So when you get in that place, you can operate and his attitude won't bother you. So when you get in that place, your finances won't be a mess. You can operate in that place and your house will be in order. So God has allowed you to go through this season to build you up. And then some of us have been facing some no's. You sent out resume. Nope. Sent out resume. Nope. Try to get a loan. Nope. Tried to move to a better neighborhood. Nope. Ask a hot girl out on a date. Nope. <laughs> nope. He's coming, Nene. The man is coming. <laughs> Lift him up. He said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto... Oh, all right. <laughs> All right? Some of the no's that you have been facing are God knows. Not every guardrail is bad. It keeps you on the straight and narrow and keeps you from going off the cliff. Not every no is bad. And what you thought was a ceiling was really protection. What you thought was a no and being hemmed in was really a barrier to focus you. Pastor Randon, a week ago uh, last night at our prayer meeting here, he came up to me and he said, uh, Chris, I feel like that uh, God has allowed barriers to be in your life and ceilings to be on you. And you've been so frustrated at those ceilings. You get frustrated at the ceilings you're trying to break through. Ugh. All right. But he said those ceilings have been there and I see you like a volcano. And this applies to so many of you in this room. He said, I see you like a volcano. Those ceilings and those masses were there, all right? So you couldn't release just everywhere. But those ceilings were on you to keep you and your anointing and what God is giving you contained. So at the right time, you were going to shoot out with focus instead of just shooting everywhere. And so God has allowed you to be hemmed in. He has allowed you to receive knows. He has allowed stuff to be compiled on top of you. God has been hiding you while he's been building you. He's been building you and he's been hiding you. He's been hiding you and he's been building you. And at the right time, there is going to be a release, but it's not just going to be everywhere. It's going to be a focused on point hit the target release and you will accomplish great things when that release comes. So quit being frustrated over the no's that you've been seeing because they're God knows. They're God knows. So there are three actions that we need to take. First, don't miss the shift. Don't miss the shift. 
Don't miss the shift. Don't hold on to old systems and old ways of thinking and old ways of doing things so tightly. Don't miss the shift. God had promised the children of Israel a promised land. And they sent in 12 spies to survey the land and see what was going on. Ten of them went in and saw blockage. Two men went in and saw blessing. Ten men went in and saw blockage. Two went in and saw blessing. Perspective is key. Perspective is so key what you see, what you see in this season. And so they went in, ten of them, with the wrong perspective. It was the promised land. There is an ED on it. It's already been done. What God is doing for you in this season, it's already been done. So when you look in the future and you see what God is doing, you're not looking from the perspective of, is he going to do it? But you are looking from the perspective of, it's already done. And when the spies went in, instead of looking and surveying the land and saying, can we? They should have went in and said, where am I going to build the house when I move in? It should have been, where's the best piece of land? So when I get over here, I'm ready. Where can I build? I'm going to put the garage here. I'm going to put a jacuzzi over here. And I'm going to build this thing. Instead of walking in and saying, can we? Because from God's perspective, it was already done. Say, it's already done. Already done. So in this season, don't miss the shift. Don't miss what God is doing. In this season, do not make rash decisions. This is not a time to make rash decisions. This is not a time to shave your head and get a tattoo on your forehead. Do not make rash decisions in this season. All right? Don't quit the job just yet. Don't walk away from the spouse. Cricket, cricket. (laughs) Don't leave the company just yet. Don't make rash decisions in this season. Wait. Wait on the Lord and see what he is doing. The next step that is key in what God is doing is unity. Psalm 133 and 1. Behold how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell in unity. Now look what happens. It is like the precious oil on the head running down on the beard of Aaron, running down on the collar of his robes. It is like the dew of Hermon. Here we go. Which falls on the mountains of where? Remember, that's where he's taking us to, which falls on the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord has commanded the blessing. This is the time for you and your spouse to unify. This is the time for you and your family to unify. This is the time for you to unify with God's plan over your life. Come here, Lana, baby. Looking like Diana Ross. All right, turn around. I will come again. Okay. Now, as long as we are not together, there is a lot of stuff that can come in between us. But the closer we come together, the less stuff can come in between us. And if we get real close, we'll keep it G-rated, y'all. If we get real, if we get real, we're in covenant. All right, we're in covenant. 
if we get real close and unify so close that nothing can come between us. Anything, if I was to place something in between us, let's say like a balloon, the closer we come together, that thing would be shifted up and out of the way. That's why unity is key. That's why scripture says where any two or three will agree on any one thing, then it shall be done. Find somebody that can see what God is doing in your life. Don't be unequally yoked. Find somebody that will agree with you and agree because where two or three will agree on any one thing, it shall be done. And when you unify, God commands the blessing. Your spouse, your neighbor, your boss, your coworker is not the enemy. Unify in this season. God will, uh, the enemy will try to turn you away from people. Resist the devil. The enemy will try to point out every flaw about them. And I'm sure they have flaws. They're not perfect. That's a lie, Beyonce. I woke up like this. Did not. (laughs) Hashtag devil is a lie. (laughs) Unity is key. Come together right now. All right, I'm going to quit. All right. Thank you, baby. Unity is key in this season. To not miss the shift, unity is key. I know it can be hard. I didn't say that you had to think they were the greatest thing. I didn't say you had to agree with everything they say and do. But I said if you will unify, God will command a blessing. You've been wanting a blessing, unify, and God will command the blessing. You've been wanting a change, unify, and God will command the blessing. You ought to take your wife out on a date and really just give her a a, a good time on the town. You ought to bake his favorite meal. Come together and watch God command the blessing. All right, say unity is key. I think about, they said when the day of, of Pentecost in Acts was fully come and they were all in one place and all in one accord, suddenly there came a sound from heaven. And I sense that God is wanting to do some suddenlies. And it's really not that sudden because he's been working and been building and been doing things in your life. But as far as what you can see, it's going to seem like a suddenly and suddenly you're going to have more than enough. Suddenly you're going to operate in healing. Suddenly you're going to get the promotion. Suddenly they're going to call and say yes. Suddenly you're going to be walking in the best, the blessed place and the best place. Suddenly God's going to turn it around. Suddenly God's going to shift it. Suddenly God's going to elevate you. Does that make anybody want to say amen right about there? Okay, and the last point. I I told you about that that, uh, prophetic voice that that I check in with from time to time. So Friday, it had been a while since I checked in, and Friday I checked in that prophetic voice to see what they were saying. I already had the title for the sermon, This Mountain Leads to Praise. And check out what this prophetic, prophetic voice had to say. I like took a lap around my desk. August the 21st. In a vision, I saw a man making his way up a very steep mountain. To reach the place where he would build his house. And as he climbed, he got tangled in vines and weeds that hindered his ascent. And I heard the Lord say, I am taking you, my people, to a new dwelling place in the spirit. It is higher than you have ever been. However, the enemy of your soul will try to prevent your progression. You must resist the temptations that entangle you 
and keep you from your destination. I am with you. God is elevating you in this season. I know it doesn't feel like elevation, but there's a shift that causes pressure, that causes elevation, that's going to cause you to praise. There's a shift that's causing elevation that's going to cause you to praise. But in this season, the enemy is going to fight you hand, tooth, and toenail. So unity is key. And here's the next and last step that you need to be able to overcome. Numbers 13 and 30. But Caleb quieted the people. Okay, so they went in to check out the promised land. And they come back to give the report. Okay? And the ten spies give the report. And they give every reason why they can't get in. We're not strong enough. We're not good enough. We're not smart enough. We don't have the right education. You don't have the right Brazilian weave-in. Hello. We cannot get this thing done. Ah, yeah. We just don't have it good enough to be able to step into this place. And Caleb quieted the people and said, this is key, okay? And said, let's go up and occupy it once, for we are well able to overcome it. And Israel complains and said, it would have been better for us to just stay back where we were. All the stuff that God is doing in your life, it can make it seem, I was better off before all this stuff started. Here's what happens next. Then Moses and Aaron fell on their faces before all the assembly of the congregation of the people of Israel. They fell on their faces, y'all. And they tore their clothes. Now, this is an act of, of worship. And said, the land which we pass through to spy it out is an exceedingly good land. If the Lord delights in us, he will bring us into it, this land, and give it to us. Now, put on the screens both scripture for me. Uh, Numbers 13 and Numbers 14, so we can do that comparison. Okay, now, first time the 12 spies come back, and two of them, they have a good report. He said, let us go up at once, for we are able to overcome it. The people complain, Moses, Aaron, Joshua, and Caleb, they fall on their faces, and they begin to worship. And this is what they say next. If the Lord delights in us, he will bring us into this land. Now, before they fell on their faces, before they bowed down and worshiped, this is what they were saying. Now, I told you last Sunday, it matters who you worship. It matters what you give worth-ship to, because what you give worth to, ship is going to take you somewhere. Before they fell down in worship, they said, let us go up. They were having to climb up into the thing that God had for them. It was a high. It was out of reach. They were going up into it. But after they humbled themselves and fell down and began to worship, look how the terminology changed. Now we're not going to go up but we're going to go in because after they fell down and began to worship, God elevated them and raised them up. So now they don't have to go up because God elevated them and raised them up. Now they get to go in. And in this season, your response needs to be acceptable worship, acceptable worship. You may have encountered great loss. 
but your response needs to be acceptable worship. You may be facing challenges, but your response needs to be acceptable worship. Because 1 Peter says, and 6, humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so at the proper time, he may exalt you. The way up in the kingdom is down. When you will fall down and give worth-ship to God, he will raise you up, and he will open doors that no man can close. Casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. Say, it won't be me. Resist him. Have you heard that word over and over today? Resist. Resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. It's not just you that God is shifting. God is shifting all across the body of Christ. And after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. What you need to do in this season is fall on your face, get on your knees, and humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. And while you are on your face worshiping him, he is going to begin exalting you. And the things that were out of your reach, now you're not going to have to go up. But this time around the mountain, you're going to get to go in. So whatever you've been facing, fall on your face. Whatever you've been up against, fall on your face. Whatever needs you have this morning, fall on your face. Whatever challenges you have experienced, fall on your face. If it seems like all hell's been breaking loose, fall on your face. You need God to work a miracle, fall on your face. Humble yourself, and I promise you, you're not going to have to go up. He's going to raise you up. You're going to get to go in, in, in. Come on, everybody up on your feet. Father, we thank you that you have been doing something in our lives, that you are shifting, you are taking us somewhere. And Father, what used to be on top of us is getting ready to be beneath us, beneath us. And you are raising our perspective and we're going to have a a better view. and, And the people that used to take advantage of us are not going to be able to take advantage of us anymore because we're going to have a heightened perspective. We're going to see things differently. But it begins when we fall on our face in worship. Prayer partners, you can come at this time. Here's what I want to do. I want to take just a little bit of time and then then, uh, I'll dismiss us. I would like for all of us to just find a place to pray. Just find, you can kneel at your seat. You can come kneel at this altar. After what you've encountered and experienced, you need some gas back in your tank. There's nothing like the presence of the Lord nothing like it. In the presence of the Lord, there is fullness of joy. You've been running on quarter tank joy, but you need fullness of joy. Fullness of joy. Sir, in the red shirt, God is taking you somewhere. You right there. Yep, in the polo shirt. You. Yep, you're the next contestant on The Price is Right. God is doing something in your life. He is elevating you, and all he needs out of you is surrender. What he needs you to do in this season is just say yes. It's to surrender your time, your talents, 
your giftings, your ideals, and, and what you think. He needs you to surrender in this season. Can you surrender? And watch God do something great with you. Watch God do something great. Come on, let's find a place to pray in this moment. For we trust in our God And through His unfailing love We will not be shaken We will not be shaken We will not be shaken For we trust in our God For we trust in our God Worship, worship Worship as a family, worship as a couple. Worship as a believer in Christ. Worship. We will not be shaken. We will not be shaken. We will not be shaken. Oh. 